you with that up you uh i think my mom and uh my wife kristen here played a huge role uh even kristen with my professional uh, hockey career but my mom obviously from when i started but three girls that go unnoticed a lot in the hayes household are my three sisters who uh they're the ultimate ride or die girls they always had my back and you know their vacations in the summertime were getting an eight-hour car rides from Boston and Toronto to go watch me and my brother play. So I just want to give them a little quick shout-out for International Women's Day. I'm lucky enough to have Big Daddy, who's been, uh, you know, he's been the, the main force behind having two sons in the NHL at one time. And, I mean, that was the coolest thing for him. He loved uh, being able to come, especially when I played in New Jersey. He loved being able to take the, the Amtrak right into uh, the Prudential, watch a game in New Jersey at 1 o'clock, get on the train, go back to New York City for the 7 o'clock game. And to me, uh, to him, that was the best day in the world. So I thanks, Dad, for always being there for me and getting into the NHL. But the one trip we had, well, I think the, my dad got shafted a couple of times because the Bruins did some mom's trips. But we and then when we did we the, did a mom's trip in Vancouver. Then too. when we wow. did the dad's trip, he ended up going to Carolina. So Carolina is a tough spot. But my dad, as you guys know, he's he's not a drinker. He's he's been sober for thirty five years. So he's one of those guys that likes to be the first one up in the lobby. And he thinks he's fucking Mr. GM when he comes to all these team trips. Like, he sits there and just shoots this shit. You'll see him right down there in the lobby doing his little thing with the, uh, the uh, front desk and then seeing what guys are up early and telling me, like, I'm obviously one of the later guys. I'm usually hung over. Look at fucking, look at Chara. Chara's up there early. You got to get your ass going. But um, one of the funny things, though, was we were uh, on the plane home. And, of course, me and my dad. Only two people sleep on the whole plane. So I know Bolesky's got a picture. <laughs> got a picture somewhere that I got to get to Princey so you can start laughing. And me and my dad snoozing on the bird. But just want to say thanks to my dad for everything he's done for us, for both my brother and I. And, you know, it's pretty cool that he had two kids in the NHL. First of all, we're playing shorthanded today. Um, our boy, Broadway Jimmy Scoops, had a baby boy. You got the, the numbers there in name. What is it? We are welcoming to planet Earth, Mr. Mac Kelly Hayes. Mac daddy. He's a big boy. He's eight and a half pounds. Mama's doing good. So shout out to, uh, to Karis over there. It's, uh, it's awesome. That's their second boy. And, uh, I'm pumped for them. Happy for them. Another, uh, another little genuine lad to, uh, the missing curfew team. Yeah, we have to get some baby stuff for him, maybe. It's a missing curfew, uh, merch baby style. And our boy, Princey Miles had a baby boy, Miles. Congratulations. You good Alberta Butte up there. Um, I mean, me and you were talking about Princey. I mean, this guy, what he does for us is unbelievable. Our social media and everything. I said, Broadway, that's how they stay in the league. See, Broadway, they actually work out in the offseason. We for <laughs> fucked that up. We forgot about that minor little detail. Yeah, I forgot that. I always took uh, Mondays and Fridays off. I don't think that's part of the, in the cards these days anymore. Sure, All these fucking think, nerds uh, fucking working out. How many classes did we have at BC together? What were we in? A couple? That yeah, WWW, remember that? With yep. you, Ollie. Shazy, Barry. And you'd sit right behind me and I had to write extra big and sometimes I have to hold my paper <laughs> up under the test. Maybe someone peeking over my shoulder. <laughs> Thank God for Nat because my junior year, she uh, she got me out of study hall hours into the almost the, the dean's list. I, I almost made academic scholarship that year. It was oh, unbelievable. 
hockey's all academic team. <laughs> There's no way you two idiots were going to class at college, was there? So take us back, boys. You guys, what, 10 yeah. years old? How did you guys I meet? Mean, you guys, who grew pubes first? I'm sure, like, was Jimmy, like, Damn. a hairy guy when he was in the shower or what? Well, I'm still trying to grow mine. I'm still trying to grow mine. I'm 30 years old. But, uh, no, you know, it was back in the day. We we formed a pretty – it was my dad and Big Daddy at the time, Jimmy's yep. dad. And, uh, I mean, we had Jimmy, I mean, probably close to 13 guys that are in the NHL or played in the NHL with – P.K. Subban, me, Jimmy, uh, Logan Couture, Sam Gagne, um, Shaddy. Kyle Turris, Shaddy. Uh, Van Riemsdyk. I mean, yeah, Van Riemsdyk. I mean, our what team kind of vitamins fuck. were they giving you guys? You guys are like <laughs> no. uh, the Russian Red Army. Guys. You guys are getting all those special vitamins. <laughs> no, we uh, practiced. never practiced one time. We just show up to these Canadian tournaments and just smoke everyone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty we were legit to the West. We were legit <laughs> yeah, called the Boston Icemen. I was the only kid from Boston on the fucking team. Yeah, I, I love that tradition of the shaking hands. I only made the playoffs three times. The one time <laughs> I was in the game, I was playing against, uh, it was my first year. I was with Chicago playing Phoenix and Quinville before the game basically told me just to make sure I was running around hitting guys, bring some energy to the team that night. And I guess I brought a little too much energy and I, Ended up running Roosevelt from behind, and I got kicked out of the game. So then I was sitting in the locker room once the game's over and the series is over. I'm just like, fuck, do I put my gear back on? Like, I want to get out there and shake the hands. Like, that's the coolest part. But instead, I just <laughs> sat my ass in the fucking locker room because I was too young and didn't know what the fuck to do. Did you have a couple drinks? No, I was just sitting there like a pussy. I was like, fuck me. Did I, I think I fucked this up. Like, god damn it. You get the, no, you get the five minute major and you sit in the locker room, you just hear that. <laughs> missing curfew social media once again now we have someone telling you to put your brother kevin hayes on the milk carton what were your thoughts um i think the flyers have bigger problems than kevin hayes but what, were you, what did you laugh when you saw it i texted you I, I was dying laughing and the first thought that came to mind was the milk carton effect yeah because <laughs> every time i put somebody on the milk carton they shove it right up my ass so kev I'll put you on the milk carton, <laughs> but it's coming from a good place and know that it's coming from somebody who wants to see you succeed more than anybody in this league. So I'll put you on the milk carton for this week. Maybe I'll tuck a couple goals. Maybe I'll take you on a prop bet. Who knows? But I think the Philadelphia Flyers have a lot more issues than Kevin Hayes. I agree. And we'll put, we'll put Kevin Hayes on the milk carton just for that reason. We want to get him going. But listen, Broadway, we got to talk about your, your Flyers, Kevin Hayes and the boys. Uh, I had JVR on yesterday on the power play. The guy's off to a fucking phenomenal start. And I'll be honest, I was worried about him. I thought his foot speed. Me too. Kudos, yeah, kudos to him. He's changed his training. He's he's having an unbelievable year. I know you've been betting the Flyers like I have, and they've been fucking me every time I bet them they lose. But what are your thoughts on them? Is their inconsistency scaring you a little bit, or is it just that they're in the East Division and, and night in, night out, it's a fucking playoff-style game? I, I think their biggest issue right now is their defensive play. They're, they're giving up. I think... They gotta be in the top five of the league for shots against. They're hanging this Carter hot out to dry, and when a goalie's struggling, you gotta buckle down defensively. And they're just not doing that right now. I think they turn too many pucks over, but the, they are ruining a lot of my parlay cafes. I'll tell you that because I've been <laughs> hammering the them and losing four straight four straight to the Boston Bruins has not been good for me and the bookie. But I do think the Flyers can figure it out because when it's a defensive issue, I think it's structure. And they, I mean, like any team, they probably need to go out and get another defenseman. I think a lot of those high-end teams want one of those big-time defensemen. I just don't know who out there is available. 
Yeah, they're lucky they got they got good offense and a and a crazy crazy sky high percentage uh, shooting percentage. Oh, it's which, insane. Which will which will which will win you some games, but. When you do have a good goalie like Carter Hart, like he was supposed to be a Vesna candidate this year well, yeah. on a team that was supposed to be, you know, badass and and be top in the in the division. So, I yeah, I mean, I think I think they're going to be there, Broadway. My my thing I want to ask you, Broadway, because I think you probably pay a little closer attention. I think they need. Do they have enough offense from their back end? You see teams nowadays, fuck every D's jumping in. Like I just look at their back end. I think it's solid, but. Besides Provenoff, who else is really going to fucking... <laughs> Proven. Is that his name? I think you fucked that up, too. What's, That's his, so what's his name? Provenoff. Provenoff. Did I Provenoff, fuck that up? isn't it? Provenoff. Yeah, the Provenoff. Not, there's no N. Provenoff. Provenoff. Okay, whatever. Yeah. It was the fucking so Russian good. guy that can fucking snap it around. But I'm like Don Sherry back in the day. I fuck up, I fuck up every Russian's name. But do you think they have enough offense, Broadway, from the back end? From the back end, I do not. They have guys like Gothispear and Gustafson, but... I just don't think those two guys can get it done. But there is a guy out there by the name of Keith Yandel who might be available, who I think the Ooh. Flyers should go out and try to add. He might not be that shutdown defense when you're looking for it, but he is going to answer a lot of your questions offensively when it comes to that power play. Jimmy Scoops fucking writes, that's a great guy for Philly, right? They have enough. They got the Myers kid who plays fucking old school defense. Yans would slide in nice there. That's the offensive guy that they could use, Jimmy Scoop. Yeah, so maybe you should work the phones. It'd be easy to slide him into that leadership role yeah. too, with with obviously oh, yeah. little yeah. Broadway there. Yeah, right. it would be that would be the perfect fit for a guy in Philly. So maybe that hopefully that comes true. So we can say we fucking you heard it here first. But I know my the, brother would be the happiest guy in the world if that guy gets there. Yeah. So we we asked JVR who's the best tripper on that Flyers team, and he said that Scott Lawton kid. He said that kid chirps nonstop. Is that what your bro says? My brother says that kid is electric when it comes to chirping, but the other guy he added was that Konechny. And I was actually playing video games with those guys the other night, and man, <laughs> I, I was laughing my ass off for two straight playing? hours with this Konechny. He's just, he's on fire the entire time. What were you time. guys playing? Hey, that Konechny. Call of Duty, game. baby. Call of Duty? Oh, yeah. Fuck. All right. You got, you Trip guys to the get, gulag. You guys should get Patrick Liney involved, maybe. That guy's... That guy loves his video games too, doesn't he? Are he you might good get at us, Call of Duty? He might get us a Warzone victory. <laughs> Are you good at Call of Duty? No, I suck. I'm the team medic. So anybody that's listening to this is that plays Call of Duty, they'll appreciate the team medic. I, I usually get zero kills, but I revive the shit out of guys. Locker room guy. You're a fucking team guy. We do things as GMs that we don't like to do. I didn't like trading you. I didn't like trading Jimmy. I knew Jimmy was going to play. And, and we loved him as a kid. We loved his enthusiasm, his work ethic. But it's the price that you have to pay. It was to get Phil Kessel. And I remember when I went to Calgary, Matt stage and came up to me right away because I had traded him out of Toronto. <laughs> and he came up to me right away. And he said, if I got a problem here, I said, stage, we didn't want to trade you in Toronto. Calgary asked for you. We, lo we loved having Matt stage. But I said, stage, I'd trade two of you to get Dion for enough. So it's not about you. It's about what I get back. I trade my little brother to get the. <laughs> How many games? I mean, I went 108. I went 50, but hey, I went 108 <laughs> without one. It could happen to anyone for fuck's sake, bro. Yeah, Jimmy, these... Jimmy, how long did you go looking for that 20th goal the one year in fucking Florida? You hit the post like four times down the stretch. It was, it was like, like the 14 last games. Five, five, five to seven games. I was ah. so. Broadway, you're coming in here like I you're can't wait. Counting the I Benjamins. Can't fucking 20. I'm getting All 20. All I wanted to do was shake uh, UC Yoken in his hand, give him, tell him, look me in the eye, and say, "Welcome to Twenty Goal Club." And I just fucking never got the invite. <laughs> Missed it. <laughs> oh, that's not even funny. We should joke about it because you were. Uh, on, no, it was tough. It only, were, it's only like cost me like three hundred thousand bucks too. Not no big deal. 
Boys, Did it really? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, 20 yeah, like 20 goals. And you could just say you're a 20 goal scorer. That's that's not that I was ever even remotely close, but that's something that as a forward, I'm sure, right? Up you scored 20. Oh, right? I, I wanted it so yeah. bad. I'm, it, I got cut did it myself. I missed three empty nets. Legit empty nets. Missed them. Fucking bad ice in Florida and the puck bounced on you. So yeah, that must too, have been the fucking bad it's ice. It's too nice out. <laughs> yeah. You were spending too much time at Uppy South. That's why you fucking did <laughs> yeah, that's why the pool <laughs> with the coronas. That's why you didn't out get out of the playoffs. That's all right. You, 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 you got good... on the first team ballot uh, <laughs> off ice Hall of Fame that year though, buddy. You're good. You know, they got Riley Smith who uh fuck Boston would probably love to have that. Oh guy, my god, they, man. Boston. The Bruins, <laughs> fuck. If they just let me stay in South Beach, but instead they had to go straight up. Me for Riley Smith. I can just picture some guy fucking calling in the Boston radio. Hey, this is Charlie from Wareham. First time call, a long time listener. I can't believe the fucking Bruins traded away Riley Smith for Jimmy Hayes. I know it's August. It's the Red Sox season, but we're fucking playing hockey. And I would love to see fucking Riley Smith back. Pass knocks hurt. This is fucking bullshit. All right, Charlie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jimmy, fuck that. You were, I mean... I was yeah, with you fuck, those I had 13 two years. tucks that one year. You had 19 tucks. Can we talk about you having 19 for fucking 15 games left and you kept talking about it? We're like, oh my hey, God. Up. I just wanted UC Yoken in to give me a handshake, say, welcome to the 20 Goal Club. I just never got that fucking handshake. So the 20 Goal Club is a good club to be in. And Jimmy Hayes in Florida playing with us, he was hot, boys. He fuck. did not <laughs> miss the net. And he's on 16, 17. 18. He gets to 19 goals. Fuck, pretty much by the all-star break. How many he's, games? He's how long? There was like seven games left this season. How many games left, Broadway? There was seven games left. Nah, there was more than that. No, because I missed the empty net the last five games in a row. Remember when uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Sean Thornton made me stay on the ice and the Gallant called the timeout and said, I don't give a fuck about the 20th goal, <laughs> You and Perry, get your fucking asses on this bench. I've been out there for two minutes. I was like, Thornton said I could stay out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's because Thornton's a fucking great teammate. Oh, he was That's the best. Exactly I came for the why. chains. You stand at the door. He's get back out there. Get back out there. Nah, Jimmy, that's that's it. why that's why we love you. That's why guys love playing with guys like that. If we're stuck on twenty or or you know two kills in one night, we're looking for the first. <laughs> the guys are gonna say, "Get back out there." Yeah, Coach, I owe you a lot of credit for uh, getting me paid. I got to play with you that one year in Florida, and I remember me, you, and Piers. Yeah, Piers. But the only problem I had with you was you couldn't fucking find me. <laughs> you found me for nineteen goals, but you couldn't find me for an empty net for the twentieth. Dude, you know what? I tell games. that. I tell that story all the time. You remember that last game of the year? How mad. You were behind the net. Didn't want to dish it out front. (laughs) We were trying to do an empty net or two. We were trying so hard to get you the puck. Remember how mad Gerard Gallant got when we wouldn't come off the ice and Sean Thornton standing at the bench pushing us back out there to try to get me the 20th? Hey, I had had a lot of goes at it. Hazy, why don't you just tell the listeners what you're talking about? Like, because you had 19 goals for how many last? Was it seven? You had seven or eight games games left. More than that. I had had 19 goals. And I'm talking after every game, you'd come to my house and we'd have a glass of wine after the game and you'd just be like, fuck, am I getting paid this summer? I'm going to get 20. (laughs) I'm getting 20 goals. Fuck, maybe even 25. I'm getting paid. And then it literally just bit you right in the ass. I just sat there and I missed the empty net like continuously for like that last week. And then we got to the last game and they actually called one of the goals back early on. We're playing against New Jersey. I got a goal called back and I looked at Wes McCauley being like, are you fucking kidding me? It's two teams out of the playoffs and you're calling goals back. And by the way, that was my 20th. But Trochi, Trochi was out there in that marathon shift that Gerard Galanka bullshit about. 
And he had yeah, the he puck behind happy. the net and tries to throw a no look to Perry and gets picked off. And I'm just standing in the crease waiting to tap this bad boy in. It was like a three on one empty net and I still couldn't bury it. That's a good memory. I remember it so vividly too. Oh. I remember the no look, throwing it out from the corner, trying to find you. <laughs> I, I gotta give you credit. You always worked hard to get me fucking puck. <laughs> so I can't complain that much. Hey, I, I don't like to really toot my own horn, but I bet if you go ask a bunch of old teammates, especially in New Jersey, when I got the starting lineup, the boys were ready. I always had all my starting lineups were sponsored. They were sponsored by Red Bull. They were sponsored by uh, Waste Management. Think green. Think waste management from Everyday Protection to Environmental Collection. Think green. I had brazers. I had strip clubs sponsoring these things. So I loved the starting lineup. And the best thing about it is it's, if you went on a heater, one, I knew I wasn't going to get scratched. And two, I knew I got the lineup the next night. So I loved having the lineup. Hey, I got a goal celebration I did in college. We need Princey to find this clip and fire it up. Oh, he will. I did the John Wall. I did the John Wall dance, and I swear to God, you know John Wall when he's going like this. And it was like the seventh or eighth goal of the game. It's like eight three. My dad didn't fucking talk to me for a fucking week. <laughs> eight three. He's like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. We ended up winning like nine seven, so it ended up being the game winning goal. No but way. We need Princey to fire up. We need Princey to fire up this clip because Hazy's legit dancing on the fucking ice. I was fucking embarrassed, but hey, no, you can it's score a big goal. You gotta it's love good it. for the game. Probably went one and one the next day. hundred <laughs> percent, you did. But back to that Jay Z concert up I was with Big Dad Dylan Olson, and we were absolutely pinned at this concert. I somehow weaseled my way down because I knew all the security guards in the rink. I was standing outside Jay Z's locker room in front of A Rod, Kevin Hart. I was next in line to get into Jay Z's locker room, just buzz and hang out with them. But then him and Beyonce wanted to leave. I think they wanted to get the live or something. Figures A Rod was there. Oh, he was behind me in line. This security guard made me feel like I was. He's no Jeter, is he? A Rod, the dick rider. Jeter don't wait outside. And to continue with that rumor mill, if this happens, I'm telling you right now, Seth Jones is going to end up on the Chicago Blackhawks somehow. People were chirping my tweet the other day, but. Whoa. You need to realize you're moving a piece. It's called a salary dump to whoever that kid was that chirped me. And that's why Seth Jones would be able to come. I know Columbus is not in the fucking West, but that's called dumping salary so you can make room for a guy like Seth Jones. Broadway, don't let them get to you, buddy. Don't let them get to you. Listen, I woke up. <laughs> I woke up when I said Matthew to Chuck to fucking St. Louis. I woke up. I thought I was playing in Vancouver back in the day. It was just like vroom, people from Cowtown being like, oh, Brian, you're a fucking idiot. Your podcast sucks and you know nothing. I'm like, easy, boys. Easy, easy. <laughs> so don't let him get to you, Hazy. Don't let him get to you. I hope it happens, buddy, because you said it first. Yes, and I did. And it, I, I, I can't give away my source, but my source said the Chicago Blackhawks are very high on his list. He's always wanted to be a Blackhawk. Now his brother's there. This could just be another Hayes Hayes reunion. You know, Kevin Hayes gets drafted in the first round. Next morning, older brother Jimmy sent right to Chicago. Never got to play with each other. But that's how the Blackhawks think, and that's what they're doing. Seth Jones will be a Blackhawk within the next two weeks. You heard it here first. I on love the, it. On I the, love it. On the good life rumor mill, baby. Another big splash was made on Friday. Chicago acquiring Seth Jones from the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Adam Bockfist, the 12th overall pick, who turned out to be Cole Sillinger, the 44th overall pick, and a future first round pick we're gonna turn to this guy fox at broadway we're gonna we're gonna start off with you you played with this guy patty kane scored his 400th nhl goal uh in typical patty kane style came in i thought it was fucking short side titty but apparently it wasn't what are your thoughts on on patty kane 400 goals 
mean, that goal he scored too, that and against Detroit, that rival they had, that's like that must have been an unbelievable feeling for him to finally get that four hundredth goal. And the way he did it with that toe drag and then going short side, it that was vintage Patty Kane. And you know what? He's just been like one of the best Americans. He, he's going to be up for debate as is he going to be the best American to ever play? Like, Fuck yeah. He's a guy that I believe <laughs> every kid has looked up to. And he's question. He's on pace. I think somebody tweeted out he needs, if he plays till he's 40 years old, he needs to average 18 goals a season. And that would be the all time United States uh, goals record. So he's on pace to like, get that. And I, I just, I'm thinking of him. I think he's been a stud since he's entered the league. And he's, um, like you said, when we talk about style, he's invented his own style. Everyone looks up to them. He's every young kid wants to be Patrick Kane. Did you get out in front of that McCars? Would you get out in front of the lane of that guy? Would you get McCars shooting lane and block one for the boys? Hazy, right up the laces? Uh, Have think, you ever blocked a, a shot, Hazy? a good Hazy? video session of me about doing the flamingo. Hazy, me and Willie Mitchell used to say, if you got to block a shot, means you're out of position, Right. That's why the yeah, goalie that's makes what, eight million, has the equipment, let him see it. Don't fucking block it. Hey, some I of remember f- I was young. I was young in my experience of blocking a shot in the first year of Chicago. I broke a blood vessel in my hand and <laughs> Joe Patrick Kane. And he was like, how that happened? I said, I blocked the shot. And he just looked at me and said, take the fucking minus. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Kane, if I was making nine bananas, I would. Yeah, I love yeah, watching. If I could get out of the lane and go out there and have a six-point night, I'd probably do the same thing, bud. <laughs> I love watching a guy go out in front of that fucking puck. And you know there's no chance he's he's like getting down on one knee. And he just pretends like he's there. And he just kind of s- slowly slides away Whoa. from it. The classic flamingo. Our boy. Coming in hot coming and in heavy. Fucking He's ice, so hot right now. Coming in ice cold. Coming in fucking <laughs> cold. Colder than fucking the KHL in January. Broadway. What's oh. up, Scoopsy? Boys, this has <laughs> got to be one of the worst gambling fucking runs I've ever gone on. It's gotten to the point where I started betting soccer, and I can't even win those fucking things. I'm just sitting there scratching my head. I did, I did take Tampa last night, so a little bit of a win, but... I'm in a hole that I've never been in. I just, I thought I could get out of it. And it's just, I keep digging it. Were, were you posting last night too? Did like you, you got to let the people know. You gotta well, let whenever know. you're trying to get out of this, yeah, I, out of this hole, you got to let them know. So I was trying to, I was trying to, I got, I got to admit something. Let us know. Buddy. Let game it all seven. Out. <laughs> let it all seven. out here. Game seven. I, I, I tweeted out, we're taking uh, the Islanders. And did you not I take just, them? Just, I, I, I took the Islanders, but I took him at plus one and a half. So I fucking won that bet. So I had a little oh. secret plus one and a half there, oh, okay. boys. So, wow. so for the people, our poor, our poor listeners. Yeah, for the people following the Scoopsy Parlay Cafe. It was last second. We it apologize. was last second. It was like sitting there. It's like puck drop. And I'm like, fuck, Tampa's going to win this game. But they're, I thought for sure. Sh- I actually tried to bet a draw, too. So that I didn't win that one. But it, hey, it's going to get going. I was trying to fill out the series last night. And... Did you feel it out I, all right? I think Montreal. Yeah, Montreal is in trouble, <laughs> so that means one. that means my gambling's gonna be in trouble here. But I, I think the under is gonna start hitting often now. There's no way you're gonna score five goals on Carey Price each night. Broadway, Scoopsy, Hazy. What's up, boys? Guys, I'm having a tough time betting here, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to start taking some advice from you guys because you guys are starting to clean up here, boys. But I miss you guys. Our guest coming on. Um, who will be Brian Burrard, I think is probably going to let you have it a little bit hazy. He calls you Mush from that one movie. <laughs> mush, that one movie? Mush, <laughs> mush, Mush. Isn't that a one movie, though? Isn't that from a movie where the guy couldn't pick a fucking winner? 
Uh, I don't know if it's a movie, but that, that's what it's like referred to. It's like a mush. Like I. Oh, it is. It's okay. got to be a Boston thing. Yeah. The oh, it's a Boston thing. Yeah, you're you're an absolute mush. Uh, yeah, like you just. Oh, uh, okay. You're an absolute mush. That's you don't want to be known as a mush. Because Joe DeMarco sent me something about your picks too. He was chirping you. Let me see if I can pull it up. I got to be honest. I am on fucking fire. Yeah. My poor bookies. Mush. Just yeah. No, Eddie Mush from the movie. Fucking. Uh, Kingpin? The Bronx Tale or whatever here. Hold on. Eddie Mush. Yeah. So this is the guy from the racetrack where the guy comes down and they're like, they got all their money on this horse. And then Mush shows up and they're like, yeah, we got the nine horse. And the guys are like, fuck, not Mush. And they, they don't even watch the race. They just leave because See, Mush <laughs> bet it. And sure enough, the horse was leading. And then at the very end, they lose. Oh, no. It's from a Bronx tale. Yeah, hey, a that just yeah. goes to sum it up, boys. I can't even get the fucking quote right. So I'm fucking mushing everything right now. This is a tough, <laughs> tough stretch for Broadway. We, it was good in Vegas with you guys because I was... Pretty much peer pressure, just take whatever you guys are doing. But when I get home, I start overthinking this shit. And man, that is not good. My dad had to give me a pep talk because I was telling him my strategy. And he's like, that's literally how you don't bet. Like, What I, is your strategy? Tell us your strategy. Tell us your thought process throughout the last couple picks. Well, my thought process was Vegas goes in and wins two in a row. And I think Colorado is one of the best teams in the world. There's no way they can lose three in a row. So you hand with Colorado. They lose three in a row. There's no way they can lose four in a row. So you double up, and now you're in a fucking big-time hole. My dad was like, you got to ride the wave, and that's what's going to make you some money. But the big thing, I think, during that uh, game six, and I, I mean, Obas, you probably loved it, and it's it's one of my good buddies that Kyle Palmieri hit on McAvoy. That was a fucking cheap shot, I think. And that and that that changed you and the fucking, series. You and, Coo- you and Cooley. You and Steve Coolis should fucking hang out. It's you a think fu- every fucking – That was a cheap shot. Is- I mean, fuck. Well, Who I mean, cares? It's playoffs. Take the two and fuck it. There's rules for a reason. And then McAvoy <laughs> went down like fuck he was yeah. fucking shot. I well, then like, he, had, on, he missed seven Come minutes. On. He misses those seven minutes, and then that's when the fucking wheels fall off. And no, granted, I don't think Charlie McAvoy's absence was the reason the Bruins lost. I think they were going to probably get outplayed anyways. But that just goes to show you their depth. Like, once you lose McAvoy, they didn't even know who the fuck to put on the ice. No, it's a good point. And there was people that agree with you on it. I thought, yeah, it was a shoulder to kind of the nose, which I guess is a really, I, I <laughs> That's, don't know, that's called a headshot. I thought McAvoy kind of sold it a little bit to an embellished it. And then I think he had to go to the quiet room because of that. I don't think he was as hurt. Is this my opinion? Think about what you want. I didn't think he was as hurt as he was acting. All right, you fucking dusters. Congratulations on the missing curfew podcast. Boys, you should have made curfew a few more times. You fellas could have actually been inserted in the fucking lineup. First, we got Jimmy Hayes. Oh, Jimmy Hayes. Healthy scratch? More like healthy scraps. Buddy, your stats were like a fat kid's lunch. No apples. We want Kevin. Next, we got Scotty PTO Upshaw. Buddy, must have been hard to rub one out when you had no hands. You couldn't rip fucking loose leaf paper. Why don't you go back to Pigeon Lake, Alberta and go for a dip, you fucking duster? And last but certainly not least, we got Shane O'Brien, the great puck-moving defenseman. 
Buddy, the only passes you made to your teammates were fucking Gatorade bottles. You spent so much time on the bench that I'm surprised that you and the backup Teddy didn't start the fucking podcast. Now, boys, hopefully you stick together and don't get traded another seven times in your careers. Congratulations, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick Rowley 3. That's, he's pretty funny, this guy. You follow, he's funny to follow on Instagram. He does some good shit. That was great. How many nose beers was he doing yeah. before? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Nose hey, awesome. tell Rick to open up his eyes next time yeah. he wants to talk shit to me, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick, lay off the perks, bud. Yeah. And Appy, I know you wanted to talk on one of our, well, you guys, all of our former teammates, but uh, Nick Bunchy Bukestad. What did you think? Oh, Bunchy. <laughs> Bunchy. Bunchy. First of all, we'll talk about the Bunchy. So this is so funny. Bunchy, Nick Bukestad, who is a great kid. Great kid. Minnesota kid. He comes in, he comes in, he leaves college early. He comes to Florida, has a great finish to the year. They think he's going to score 30 every year. Um, and he comes in and he's quiet. And whenever he says something, it makes no fucking sense. And he's, he's hilarious. And he kind of laughs at his own jokes and we, we <laughs> laugh at him and that's who he is. Hey, Jimbo. The best, <laughs> so, best drill wrecker so, in the league too. Oh yeah, that too. So anyway, R Ray Donovan has a character, Bunchy, <laughs> who's Ray's like delinquent so, uh, brother. Yeah. And he's all over the map. What a show. I love that show. It's a great show. And so Bunchy becomes his nickname. Now, they're doing an interview, boys. They're doing an interview, I forget who was with on he TV, and they're like, why do these guys call you Bunchy? And he's like, well, because, you know, there's this show, Ray Donovan, and the guys, <laughs> the, the brother's like, so this idiot, and, you know, he's fucking dumb as, dumb as all shit. And the boys just call me Bunchy, and it fits. And the guy was like, what? <laughs> so that was why we continued Bunchy. Uppy, when I got traded to Boston, I was sitting at the, the red line doing like stretching. Bukes that's over there. I'm like, what's up, Bunchy? He looks at me. He's like, nobody calls me that anymore. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nobody calls that anymore. I see Yandel after the game. I'm like, you guys stop calling him Bunchy. And he was like, I didn't know this was his nickname. Right back to Bunchy. Oh, so, <laughs> so you, I just remember how much he hated Bukey, Bukey, hated Bukey, Bunchy. We, lo we love you. Yeah. Broadway, we finally got some time to hang out the other night and watch a hockey game together. Usually it's through text messaging and you're telling me your picks and who you like. Uh, but we were watching this game and there were some ticky-tack slash penalties on the teams that we had money on. And you told me a fucking hilarious PTO story about what happened to you in Jersey. Just let our listeners know. I thought it was fucking great. Oh, man. This is when... So this would have been 2017 when I went to New Jersey on a PTO and they were just starting to change like the rules, like the stupid slashing penalties. Mm -hmm. So I get my first game in there. Obviously, I'm a little nervous. Get on the ice 10 seconds in. Minor slashing penalty. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Get out of the box. Go off, take a face-off. Face-off violation. Because remember they were doing the face-off <laughs> violation? I got a face-off violation penalty. So now I'm at two. Now we get to the second period. I take a hook. Three penalties. Third period, I took a little rough and penalty. Four minor penalties in one game. I called my agent after. I was like, Bob, you got to call a new team because there's no way I'm making this team. But even uh, Ray Shiro was laughing his ass off. He was just like, I mean, yeah, it's, you got to be the test dummy. But wow. did that. If they're going to call the game like that, it's going to be a long year. That's a tough feeling, though, when you're on a fucking PTO. Four hey, Mr. Minors, hey, Mr. PTO, worse, if you boys. get four minors, you're like, yeah, well, I'm going fucking back to the junkie. Uh, I thought my, I was going home. My last PTO game, um, it was in Colorado. I was with Dallas. I got two penalties in the first two periods. Then I ended up scoring a goal. So I thought I might have made goal. So I thought I might have made up for it. Sure enough, nope. Got back. Fucking name wasn't on the board. They took me fucking jersey oh. by. I was watching that game. I was at Big Canyon at the men's grill pre-COVID when you could actually sit in there and have a fucking glass of wine with the boys. Yeah. 
And uh, Santiago and Martin, the boys that work the fucking, uh, they're awesome guys. I'm like, boys, you got to fire this game on. Upshaw's playing right now, and I'm guaranteed he's going to be fucking buzzing. And I turn it on, no word of lie, you're the best player on the ice. And then he scores this, like, sick Upshaw fucking breakaway goal. I remember goal. that goal. That goal and I'm awesome. like, fuck, boys. I remember telling the boys, I'm like, that bottom, fuck, another week, he'll be there. Yeah. Fuck, no, two I days later, he calls me. Later. I'm like, Games changed. Then I went but. out and just got shit faced in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I took our boy Younger out, and I'm like, Younger, we're going for it here tonight. Uh, I had a worse experience when that that first uh, Olympic break. I got uh, I went home and went back to, and it might have been a bye. I forget what it was, but I went back to BC because all my boys were still there in school. I did the seven days there, and I'm getting ready to head back to Chicago on my way to the airport. Get a text from. Tony Oman, the team service guy. Uh, we're going to send you down to Rockford. No. You want to come back to Rockford? So I just turned around and went right back to BC for three more days. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. But at least you get to go back and party with your college boys. Yeah, I got a 10 days at home too. So I think it took me a little bit to get going. And with a new background, a National League setup in Dorchester or wherever this guy is. With a victory t-shirt. With a victory t-shirt. And hat. That is a basement worth getting drunk in. Broadway. Jimmy Scoops, Hayes. Guys, it is awesome to be back. I got both my eyes now, so now we're ready to go. Handicaps back up where I want it, so now I got to get it back down. But it's winter. You got to put the weight on to take it off. <laughs> has, the, has the new eye helped the golf game? It, um, well, I've gotten a couple lessons, and the lady, I think she tightened it enough that I got a nice, a nice tight draw right now, boys. Hey, so Broadway, you, I mean, you, you really banged up your eye, huh? What? Give us the quick story. What happened to your eye? And it ain't from reading a book. <laughs> it, 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 it was really the book. I've had a lazy eye since I've been in second grade, and I ignored every single doctor along the way. When I got to Boston, the doctor warned me if I don't start wearing glasses or a contact that it will give out. Then I read that book. Next day, I gave out. The book broke down your eyeball. After all that you've been through, reading a book put you on the disabled list for four weeks. I couldn't believe it. It was literally, it's been 50 days of seeing double. And I went in there to Mass Eye and Air, best doctors in the world, went under, woke up, and the eye was fixed. It might just be sobriety, I think. It's just it making that one eye. <laughs> you're finally sober. It's a little mixed up. Your eyes are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, yeah. The eyes are like, this is unbelievable. My footwork and everything's back, back in the gym. Maybe it got a little quickness in me again. Who knows? Hey, Hazy. So, Hazy, to our listeners, Hazy sent a team pick to our missing curfew after the surgery. And I text back, and up, you can attest to this, after the Monday morning when I woke up in Tahoe, I don't know if who looked worse, the picture after you have an eye surgery or the way I looked when I looked at that mirror. I was like, <laughs> don't feel bad, Hazy. I look the same way right now. Oh, that's the worst. The days when you hung titties and you just go to the rink. Up, he could hide it well. He had these unbelievable eye drops. I showed up, and I looked like I got ran over by a bus. <laughs> yeah, there was a system to looking good, Hazy. It was a little, yeah, little splash. A little mouthwash, a little splash, a little Advil, or maybe a little perk daddy. Something <laughs> to make you feel good, but. Yeah, Hazy, it listen, worked. you're looking sharp. You're supporting the Victory Podcast. We're a team here at Action Love Park. That. But no, he's just been an icon. And then I was actually lucky enough to go to Pittsburgh's uh, training camp. And I was, it was a quick cup of coffee. I was there two weeks, but I got to sit next to Sid. And he treated me like I was his teammate the whole time there. He's just a guy that is a first-class guy. I heard tons of good stories about him. My buddy Dumoulin is, uh, I'll give you a quick story. They all went out one night, and uh, they're sitting at the table, and they're getting ready to leave. Sid gets them into the place right away. Pays for the bill nice. and then leaves. And like these guys are there at two in the morning partying, and then all of a sudden the bill's paid for. So, like, just doing little shit like that that's 
it's top notch like Crosby. That's do you think you would have done that if me and you were on the squad up? Yeah, like, know, if he leaves that car until <laughs> two in the morning, like, out, hey, out. those are good nights you want to be out though, eh? when, when one of the boys just fires that down. Yeah, that's classy. So what was he like? I know you're only there for two weeks, but what was he like? I think I may probably know the answer, but his day to day routine at the at the rink must be just fucking dialed in, right? It is the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Him and Malkin. Malkin works hard too during practice. That's why we were getting all over Malkin during a couple weeks ago for his play. Yeah, I was all over him. But Crosby, he, he reminds me of Brad Marshawn as well. Like they just go so hard in practice and he he wants to make sure like if you're defending him, he wants you to defend him because he like it's game like them at all times. Yeah. So he's just a, a true pro and I mean like Kind of impressed how we can do it every damn day. We're gonna go the opposite way. A young captain Broadway who you were playing with, the twenty-two-year-old. Help me with his last name, Nico. He sure. He sure. Nico. He sure. You had been talking about over the over the weekend when he did get named captain, and we had Lindy Ruff on power play with Steve Cools yesterday, and he said this kid is wise beyond his years. He's only twenty-two, but he was a no-brainer captain. You know this kid. What's he like? Yeah, that's ex- uh, that's a great way how Ruff um, explained it to him. He's a kid that. He doesn't say much. He's not going to be a vocal leader. He's going to lead by example. And he's been a hell of a player. I know people are questioning that pick at first, but now they look like geniuses. And I think that he's going to be able to help turn that team around in uh, New Jersey with, with Jack Hughes there now and stuff. So he's a guy that's going to be a hell of a leader. And uh, he's been working on his English because I, 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 got, I, I call him Mignon because yeah. we went to dinner one night. And he ordered the Philip Mignon. And I was like, are you kidding me, kid? So I, his nickname to me, Nico, you listening? Mignon. So I'm happy for you. And congratulations on being the captain. So you, he, you took him out for a nice national dinner. And he was like, what the fuck's a Philip Mignon? What the hell's a Philip Mignon? I was like, it's, it's a Mignon. <laughs> What'd you say it was? I told him it was a nice, was a nice piece of steak. Like, That's a fucking national piece of beef. His sailing in the NHL, and you call me crazy, I think he could become the next Patrice Bergeron. Whoa. Like, that's the type of way he plays. He's so good defensively, and he's going to start putting up numbers, and I think if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a, a Selkie-winning hey, guy. What did you say? His what in the NHL? <laughs> his ceiling. <laughs> his ceiling? Yeah, like yeah. you like yeah. thinking potential. Yeah, 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 yeah no, no, no. I just it sounds fucking sick. As a boss with a Boston <laughs> accent. Say Boston? With a Boston ceiling. accent. Fucking ceiling. Fucking ceiling. Some of the best guys I've ever played with have, have always... They don't even, it's one of those cons, and you're good at this, but before the check even comes, uh, they've already taken care of it. It's already taken care of It's already taken care of Alex Steen does it all the time. Yeah, up dog, right? You said that you started taking care of. Tuka Rass was a king at that. The bill had already be paid for, and he'd already be gone. And who paid? Oh, that guy that just left. And you see him walking out the door, and (laughs) next day you say thanks, and he's, like he said, Hey, hey, Broadway, since Kevin signed the big ticket, is he getting stuck with a lot of checks with the boys? He's getting stuck with a lot of checks when I'm around, I'll tell you that. (laughs) If I'm around, my fucking hands are getting alligator arms. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm wearing sweatpants, bro. My my wallet's in the car. What do you want me to do? I left it at home. Sorry, Kev. I'll get you back next week. That's the Kevin Dillon special, by the way. Kev got free rent for me for three, three years, so... We broke even, I think. I mean, that's legendary ups, and that's just moods and frosty that are fucking absolute beauties. Broadway, you, I know you were an ultimate pro Broadway, but you got any sleeping in stories? Um, I was always so scared to be late because I always thought like if I lose my job, I never wanted to give management an excuse to send me down. Like I think I mentioned before, I think I was the only guy on a three-year deal making seven bananas that walked on eggshells every single day. But there was a time <laughs> that I was in Boston, and uh, I might have had a late night with one of my buddies, Bolesky. And then we woke up and we're like, holy shit, man, the plane's leaving in 30 (laughs) minutes. We got to figure out a way to get there. We get it. We just buzz around. We think it's one of those travel days. You kind of wear whatever you want on the plane, show up, no bag, had to go buy all new clothes out in California. But the most impressive part of the whole thing was 
had the late night. And then when the plane was leaving from Boston to San Jose and Bolesky and I slept the entire flight with a two hour pit stop in Omaha. Uh, Broadway, Up Dog, you boys, I love you. Can you believe that next year, next week, sorry, it'll be a year since we started this fucking nonsense we call Missing Curfew. Three ex-players that didn't have a fucking idea what we were doing. It's been a, it'll be a year next week, boys. It's been fun, boys. It's been fun. It's a year on fucking the big fella's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The big fella, the big fella. It's it's been a long it's been a long and enjoyable and some, you know, bumps and bruises for the boys, but fuck it's been fun shooting the shit with you guys. And to our listeners, thank you. You know, fifty-two yeah, weeks. Thank ain't you. Easy. Nope. Thank you. Nothing ain't easy. Yeah. Pimping ain't easy, AC. No, unless you're doing it in F unless you're doing it in FLA making three and a half bananas. <laughs> and pimping's really easy. Yeah. No, but yeah, thank you to all the fans. And you know, I'm yeah. looking forward to see what missing curfew's got coming up for the next year. We got some big plans, some trips planned. Now that you know, COVID's kind of behind us. Maybe if this Delta variant, whatever thing it's called, disappears completely, we'll be on the road a lot. And you know, I can't wait to see what's in store. How are we? Wish you were here